A truth claim is essentially polarizing. A truth claim demands of those who hear that claim some response. A truth claim is the kind of statement, the kind of dynamic that stares us straight in the eyes. A truth claim takes one step perhaps too close into our personal space and asks of us, requires of us, some response. Do we believe the claim or do we not believe the claim? I'm tracking to a certain degree the trial of Oscar Pistorius, a famous Olympian in South Africa who has been alleged to commit a very serious crime. And it's reminded me of another crime very similar some 20 years ago of a man named O.J. Simpson. The Simpson trial will mark an era in American history. O.J. Simpson was a very famous football athlete, uh, movie star, and he too, like Pistorius, was alleged to create, to have done a very, very serious and heinous crime. Simpson claimed he was innocent. The victims, family members, claimed that he was guilty. And only one of those two parties could be right. A truth claim asks of us a response. It allows ultimately no neutral territory. The Simpson trial took over our country and it created a polarizing reality. There were those who believed that what Simpson said was true and there were those who believed what Simpson said was not true. It broke down among racial lines. Simpson is an African-American. I remember having a conversation with a dear African-American Christian brother and we had two very different conclusions of what might have happened in that reality. But our justice system is predicated upon the fact that there is a truth to be discovered. And that's the nature of a truth claim and what it asks of us. Let me give a more lighthearted example of a truth claim. Several years ago, we were potty training one of our sons. And like other sons in my family, this son was on the slow train for potty training. <laughs> but I was in the living room and he walked in and he said, Daddy, I just did number two in the potty. He made a truth claim. <laughs> and I got down at his eye level and I said, Son, you should never lie to me. Rucks don't lie. But, but Daddy, I really did go in the potty. <laughs> Not convinced. I marched slowly, for effect, into the bathroom. And there indeed, I found evidence but I was not a believer yet. And I lined up all the children. 
and I looked at them all eye to eye, and I said, which one of you did not flush? And they all said, Daddy, we didn't go. And then one who was the bravest of them all stepped forward and said, he really did go in the potty. And I was convinced. And the polarization that was spreading through my family from this truth claim was healed. It was either true, he was either telling the truth, or he wasn't. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. That's a truth claim. And it asks of you. It's such a serious truth claim. It's such a long, pondered, debated, discussed truth claim. It's such an intense truth claim that has such ramifications as to how you respond to it. That it requires of you an answer. Do you believe it? Or do you not? It is a well-established fact that Jesus of Nazareth, itinerant rabbi, died on a cross. Secular historians, sacred historians all agree on that fact. There was a Jesus of Nazareth, he actually existed, and he died on a cross. But when you say that he rose from the dead after dying on that cross, you then have a truth claim that requires a response. And you have a polarization that runs through the history of ideas and the history of humanity in which there are those who say, yes, he is not there. He has risen. And others who say, no, it cannot be. The evidence is strong that he did rise from the dead. Books have been written on this. Time limits me from sharing fully on that matter. But at the very least, it's critical to consider that not to this day, 2,000 years later, has the body of Jesus of Nazareth been found. I can take you to the body of Abraham in Hebron. I can show you the tomb of Joseph. The tomb of Muhammad is one that is revered by his followers. But you will find no tomb for Jesus Christ in which his body has been laid. No archaeologist, no historian, none yet have uncovered his body. And be assured, there have been millions who've tried. Be assured that the Roman Empire in the time of Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection had every need to discover that body, every need to put down this possible insurrection, that the Jewish leadership had every ability with their influence in the ecosystem of Jerusalem to find that body had it been hidden. But that body has not been found. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. There are two brothers who have given two different responses to that truth claim. One of them perhaps you've heard of. He is now deceased. His name is Christopher Hitchens. 
famed for his atheism, his book, God is Not Great. His other brother is not as well known to us in America, but his name is Peter Hitchens. Peter Hitchens believes that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Two months ago on ABC News in an interview, he said this, the most dangerous idea in human history remains the belief that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rose from the dead because it alters the whole of human behavior. It alters us all. If we resist it and reject it, it alters us as well. It is, Peter Hitchens says, incredibly dangerous. Why? If there is no resurrection, then as we say in the Midwest, it is what it is. This is it. You and I, we're, we're it. Like those snow globes that we give to our children at Christmas, we are in an enclosed system. We are in an encircled system. You can shake the globe, but nothing ever really goes anywhere. There's nothing that breaks out from inside to us. There's nothing that we can expect to happen after we die. We are here. This is it. There's no hope for what may, may happen at death. There's no hope for what might happen in our lives as we seek change and cry out for transformation of our thinking and our behaviors and our attitudes and our relationships. This is what it is. But if it's true, that it's more like a morning I had on the mountains of Vail. When I got up early to ski, I got on the lift first thing. And as I got on that lift, all of a sudden a gorgeous snowfall began. And I made my way up to the peak of that mountain with the snow coming down. And the wonder and the beauty and the sense of God breaking in and his power and his beauty was upon me. And that there was something far greater than just you and me in this enclosed system. And I moved down that mountain and power was shifting to the right and to the left. And I gave thanks that at the heart of all that is, is the resurrected life of Jesus Christ. And that this isn't all that there is. Do you believe it? You need to decide. We will help you here if you don't believe it, but you want to understand it. We'll help you here at Resurrection. We'll listen to everything you have to say. We'll walk alongside. But all should know that on this night, he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.